Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome back to the channel and the podcast. The final day of the NBA regular season is here. We actually covered every single slate, every single main slate, every single day since the restart. So pat on our own backs. Thank you. And I mean, the only reason I did was because there's actually interest in every single slate. People were tuning in. Obviously, six-figure prize pools to first on, on DraftKings. Nice prize pools and not filling tournaments over on SuperDraft as we should continue to play over there, especially all of you I see Patreon signing up in the Discord, chatting about it every single day when I call you out for not using the projections over there. Uh, so that's good to see. But welcome. I hope you're all having a fantastic day. A nice, I would say, easy for four game sleep. Now, as I say, easy, you look over my shoulder and you're like, Sal, there's like 25 names on your injury and status dashboard. Yeah. I mean, what you have today is an entire East, the East side, the Eastern conference that already has their playoff matchups. Nobody's moving on the West side. I'm not hundred percent sure everything's set in stone in terms of the top and the bottom end of the West, but the Thunder Rockets and Jazz pretty much all have the same record. The Jazz has one more loss. So that's why they're actually going to be the sixth seed right now. So if the Rockets win today, they'll stabilize the fifth or the fourth seed. And if the Thunder win today, they'll stabilize just the fourth seed. So if the Rockets and Thunder both win, everything stays the same. If one of those teams lose, I'm not sure if they drop into the sixth seed then, which would have to play the Denver Nuggets. I'm sure the Rockets don't want to drop into the sixth seed and play the Denver Nuggets. I'm sure they like their odds better against the Oklahoma City Thunder. I would believe so at least. And in the Thunder's case, I really don't know what they think at this point. I mean, unless Will Barton and Gary Harris are actually injured, I think they're going to be back for at some point in the first round of the playoffs. We'll have to see. But from the Thunder, I mean, either way, it's a bad matchup for them, in my opinion. I think the Rockets might might be their best chance and just some sort of shootout. So I actually think that the Rockets are motivated to win today to avoid having to drop down into that spot against the Nuggets. Now there's a chance that you're watching this and you already know that there's like a, a tiebreaker between the Jazz and the Rockets if the Rockets can't drop to the six. Same thing for the Thunder. If that's the case, then ignore everything I'm saying. I think either way, the Rockets are a team that normally do try, hence in the last game two days ago in a game that does matter a little bit for seeding as it's going to. I think today you get James Harden just playing the entire game. You get James Harden having almost a triple-double in the first quarter. And when I say almost, I mean he had like seven rebounds six assists and he had like 10 points but that's pretty close for the first quarter those are stat lines that people put up maybe in through three quarters most of the time but welcome if you're brand new here we're going to break down into the injury dashboard the target offense sheet the early interest then you're going to pack it all up wrap it with a little ribbon and go on your way have a good rest of your day this slate starts at 1 30 p.m east coast time so even earlier if you're on that west coast 10 30 a.m basketball starting so that's nice to see for you guys but the facts are that this video is not going to be that useful for a while obviously just today no matter what but i really appreciate it. if you could hit the like button it lets this show it to more people pop it up in their suggested feed and that big old subscribe button you clicking that within the video it allows it to show it to even more people especially if you hit that little notification bell as well but i really do appreciate that in advance we're moving towards 25,000 subscribers as the nfl season is very very close i mean three weeks from now i'm going to start to produce nfl dfs videos right not even three weeks from now potentially so this is very exciting stuff i'm very excited for it please do do all those things it does help me a ton and you could also leave a review and rate the podcast for a chance to get into a 50 dollars raffle that happens weekly for one of the reviewers of the podcast you can do that down below with a very good chance maybe a 50 50 chance of winning this week if only two people review it so you can do that down below in the description link to the podcast the sal vetri show so now we get into the injury and status dashboard and this is as of 6 a.m east coast time so be sure if you're watching this at like 10 or 11 to not think that this is the final dashboard 11 a.m is when another injury report releases so don't be shocked to see Kawhi leonard ruled out or something along those lines right that's not currently on this list you have to go and check it on your own just to make sure and the injury and status dashboard is going to be brought to you always on this channel by super draft super draft 
$10 free upon deposit. And now for my users that are watching this with this code, the promo code Sal, S-A-L, my name, very easy, very short, quick to remember. Promo code Sal over there gets you 10 free dollars to play with, but also they just added a 50% deposit match up to $1,000. You might be sitting there and going, Sal, I'm not, I'm not adding $1,000 to this format yet. I don't even know about it. I'm never going to add $1,000 to something. I completely agree with you. That's fine. There's some high rollers that like to. That's why they have it. But even if you're just going to add 50 bucks into there, you just got an extra $25 by using that promo code Sal and the $10 they give you. So if you just wanted to put 50 bucks in, you're now sitting there with $85, 35 of promotional balance. But we can go even lower than that. If you just want to put $10 in, you get the $10 for free and then an extra $5 now because of this. I've been asking them for more promotional stuff. We're sending them a lot of users because you guys are trusting my word because I think it's a very good spot to be making money right now. Especially, I'll say it again, if you are a patron, you can sign up down below. I see more people signing up by the day right now. Projections will be updated throughout the day. Golf stuff will be on there as well. And right into the NFL season, there'll be a ton of content for that as well over there. My exclusive content for projections, rankings, all that stuff, even more podcasts, all that stuff is going to be over there depending on the sport. You can check it all out down below. But another feature is that I do have super draft projections for the NBA. There's 300 plus of you over on Patreon right now. If you're playing the NBA DFS and you are not playing over on super draft and using those projections, you are just missing out on honestly free money. Some guy is now on a heater winning 11 out of 12 slates. And yes, that is very, very possible because these slates are only closing at 80% full. And if there's slates closing at 80% full in DraftKings, it would be like a miracle. It'd be like a headline. So be sure to check out super draft promo code sal the 10 free dollar ruskies and then you'll get a 50 percent deposit match up to a thousand dollars even if you just put in that minimum you're not going to start with ten dollars you're actually going to start with 25 dollars now so be sure to check that out so starting with all the news we're going to go team by team here you can see it's a long list so uh, bear with me but gary harris and will barton they haven't played yet in the bubble seems like they're not going to play well they're definitely not since it's the last game they're going to be out and i would keep an eye on this because denver doesn't have anything to play for and in the last game denver when they actually got into the second half it was a close game the game was actually pretty much tied against the clippers and Denver pretty much opted to just sit their starters for the final fourth quarter. And honestly, a little bit more than that. Every single starter except for Nikola Jokic got pulled in the third quarter. And Nikola Jokic didn't step on the court in the fourth quarter. And that was a game the Nuggets were leading by a point or two heading into the fourth. So you can't throw the blowout narrative out there. So that's a concern. That game, you only got Jokic playing 28 and a half minutes, which is pretty decent for three quarters of play. But then the rest of the starters, Jamal Murray, just 23 minutes. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., just 25, right? You get guys like that. Paul Millsap barely playing minutes in 23 minutes. So that's where your concern comes in. I don't know what to do with Denver today. There's nothing for them to play for. They're locked into the three seed. They're playing the Clippers today. Even if they beat the Clippers, they're still behind them for the two seed. So they're locked into the three seed at this point. They weren't playing starters in a game in the previous game when they were winning and they could have won both games and the Clippers lose both games and then they're locked into the two seed. So now there's absolutely nothing to play for. They already sat their starters in a game where there was nothing to play for pretty much in the last game for a quarter to a quarter and a half. I'm not too sure I trust them playing their starters the entire second half. I'm not too sure we don't get news later on today that Jamal Murray is out, somebody who's dealt with injuries throughout this uh, playoffs. Michael Porter Jr., who's been playing huge minutes. He's out. Things like that. Oh, Millsap, an older player, takes a seat, right? So we're going to have to see if they don't list any of these guys out, any of these starters out. I'm not going to have interest at their current price points. I mean, maybe you like Nikola Jokic and thinks he plays 26 to 30 minutes in three quarters and they think that's enough to pay off this tag, or you just think that 45 pure points is enough on this slate if you think Harden doesn't get full run or something like that. I think that's fine to maybe play around with at low ownership, but there's not much here that I really want to target if they're not going to get huge run. You saw Jeremy Grant play 28 minutes off the bench. That's something that I would start to target. Mason Plumley at the least, is probably going to play 16 to 18 minutes if Jokic gets normal run. If Jokic only plays one half, Mason Plumley is going to be pushing towards 24 to 25 minutes. Plumley is a very good fantasy point per minute producer, so that's where I would probably look. Guys like Mason Plumley, you saw PJ Dozier see over 20 minutes off the bench, so their bench is more so where I would look for Denver as opposed to their starters. Guys like Jeremy Grant, guys like PJ Dozier, guys like Monty Morris to an extent, although he's kind of priced up still from when Jamal Murray was out, and then probably Mason Plumley would be my favorite option if you get all these guys ruled out. Check the updated projections over on Patreon.
down with my updated interest i will update some things over there so getting down now to houston it's just russell westbrook right now daniel house is back and he's going to be probably he's not on the injury report he played in the last game so russell westbrook is out with the quad he's expected to miss some time in the playoffs as well and in the last game you saw a houston team that had a little bit to play for they might actually have a little bit to play for today not wanting to drop to the sixth seed i'm not sure how that tiebreaker is going to work who has the better head-to-head record in the regular season you let me know if you know in the comments but you had Harden playing the entire game i mean he closed out like the final nine minutes of the game he played 36 minutes so that's good to see i mean it's it's harden's motto right if there was ever a superstar player in the final game of the season that would play his normal run it would be james harden he's had interviews saying that he doesn't rest he doesn't like load management he hates load management he doesn't like to take nights off he told his coach before this all started to play him 40 minutes a night no matter the situation no matter the situation he said i want to play 40 minutes a night now obviously that hasn't been the case because that's just crazy talk but he has been playing 36 to 38 minutes a night when he's actually active out there so going into this i'm fine attempting to play james harden even if james harden plays 25 minutes those 40 plus fantasy points are going to probably be fine for you because he's averaging close to 1.9 fantasy points per minute with no russell westbrook on the court in that last game you saw the second straight game for jeff green going for 30 minutes you did see a guy in eric gordon come in and play his 20 minutes they want to limit him from 20 to 25 minutes i think he might see a little bit more run it's actually important to clarify that in the last game you did not see daniel house actually play i think i said that he played earlier he didn't play so if daniel house comes in now and adds into like mid-20s or so that's going to affect the 30 minutes of playoffs and rivers played that's going to affect the 28 minutes of play ben mclemore played i think it's going to push a lot of them down so jeff green looks like an okay option who might be independent of that at the four a little bit who might be pushing towards 28 to 30 minutes price points coming up though it's really just james harden here because i think the rest of these guys are going to cannibalize each other's minutes enough jeff green i will look at to an extent maybe austin rivers since russell westbrook is still out but if everybody now that daniel house is back is going to be in the rotation and that's an extra 20 to 30 minutes coming into the rotation it's going to have to take minutes off of other players especially if eric gordon goes from 20 to like 25 minutes tonight which is in the range of his recent minutes limit update for indy a lot of guys are going to be out for indy you have no miles turner no tj warren no victor oladipo malcolm brogdon is going to be questionable and golga badeas is going to be questionable as well so in their last game against houston they didn't have a lot of players so it's really hard to judge what they were going to do but they did let their starters kind of run the whole thing out oladipo played almost 38 minutes he played 37 you had miles turner play about 28 minutes and he dealt with a little bit of foul trouble aaron holiday who's a guy who usually plays a lot of minutes only played 25 minutes and a lot of that had to just do with aaron holiday sucking i mean if you played him in fantasy i somehow still cashed in a lot of my contests that night uh even though he got like seven fantasy points because that's how bad the slate was and that's how highly owned that he was so i mean if you think that they're going to let their starters just run out there yet again and do what they're doing i don't really know if i believe that's true because there's absolutely nothing to play for they're locked into their seating but if you think if you think that's the case and malcolm brogdon plays at 7400 dollars, he's not a terrible play i just don't think it's the truth i don't think it's going to be happening so i'm fine going right back to aaron holiday who i think if he actually just hits his shots plays over 33 to 34 to 35 minutes doug mcdermott played 24 minutes in the last game and that was with oladipo and miles turner playing so there might be even more room for him to see closer to 30 minutes i like tj mcconnell a good amount who played 22 and a half minutes in the last game with no oladipo 37 minutes now to go around again it's going to be important to track brogdon if brogdon is in even if he's starting you have to give him at least 20 to 25 minutes i would imagine and then obviously there's the upside for him to play his normal run of 30 to 34 minutes but if you think brogdon is going to be out or limited to 20 minutes it is pretty good for a guy in tj mcconnell because he's just gonna have to soak up 25 minutes or so of play for a very good fantasy point per minute producer with no miles turner out there obviously no sabonis still and i'm not really sure what his status is going to be for the playoffs at all it looks like there's a decent shot that if goga batez does play at 3300 he's just going to have to start at center and play a good amount of minutes and then if he's out there's just nothing left for them to really throw out there i mean jakar sam 
Samson, who's not good, might actually have to start at the five and get some run, or they might have to play a lot of small ball and put Doug McDermott there, dust off some players off the bench. So it's going to get pretty wild. I would track the news. I think it's very important of Malcolm Brogdon, because if he's out, it makes Aaron Holiday and TJ McConnell very strong guard options today, especially at their cheaper price points. The Clippers are with that Patrick Beverly and Landry Shamit. The Clippers in their last game, if you're looking for just overall playing time and what they were doing, they played a good amount of their starters. I mean, they played all of their starters. They had Marcus Morris playing 30 minutes. They had Paul George playing 36 and Kawhi playing 33. So this is an interesting spot. RG Jackson played 29. There's nothing for them to play for. In that last game against Denver, you can say that if Denver were to beat them in the last game, Denver would be one game back with one game to play for the two seed. So you can say that the Clippers wanted to go out there and just beat Denver to close that and not have to worry about it to then rest their starters today. There's absolutely nothing for the Clippers to play for today. Again, in that last game, if Denver would have beat them, there was a chance that Denver, if they won their final game and the Clippers lost their final game, which at this point doesn't even seem likely because of teams not trying. The Clippers are playing OKC today without already Chris Paul, without Dortz, and probably going to get other guys ruled out by the end of the day. But anyways, it's just now secures the two seed for them. So maybe that's a reason why they played their starters the entire run. It's hard to judge. If you really think that the team that hasn't carried the entire regular season is going to go out there and let Kawhi and Paul George play 35 plus minutes again, well then yeah, I mean Kawhi's at 10k, but Paul George in the 8k range still is a decent option. I just don't know if I buy it too much. Like I'm going to list George as an early interest, but I think these guys are going to get ruled out. At least one of them, if not both of them, are going to get ruled out. I'm very skeptical of them playing full minutes here for literally the definition of the team that's just been load managing all season long. So with that being said, it's just a wait and see in the Clippers for me. It's really hard to recommend players from a team that I think is going to sit players. Lou Williams still seems to be on like this 25 minutes limit, and I don't think that's going to change in the final game of the regular season. If guys start to get ruled out, that's where you start to see uh, guys like Patrick Patterson come into play, Ronnie Magruder, not the best type of fantasy per minute, guys, not the best type of players in general. Joaquin Noah maybe gets dusted off depending on if Zubak goes out there and plays. I think Zubak is pretty secure for 20 to 24 minutes if that's somewhere that you want to go. Marcus Morris played 30 minutes again, but he's not the greatest fantasy point per minute producer unless Kawhi and or Paul George are off the court. And then if you think he gets those minutes, he seems decent. But right now, this Clippers team is very unappealing. I think all their starters are priced at a spot where even if they play their normal run, I don't love them. And I'm not even convinced that they get that. I lean on the side that they get half run or they just sit. And at that point, maybe Jermichael Green, maybe Rodney Magruder, if they're going to get enough minutes, stand out. We just have to wait and see on their status for this game. Right now, I don't have an interest in really any Clippers outside of maybe Paul George, if you told me he got another 30 to 35 minutes of play. Miami is sitting everybody. And I'm trying to give you an idea of what they did in their last game, because every single one of these teams, it was a four game slate two days ago, did a very similar thing in sitting players and you got to see who played the second half of game so it's helpful so this is going to be a more extended version of the injury and status dashboard if you're just saying why is he going so long through these players i want to give you an idea of those their rotations so you have the best odds and the best chances of winning in all of your super draft contests and all of your overall DraftKings contests so hopefully this is helpful after i do this i'm just going to skip right to the early interest and not stay in the target offense sheet because none of the vegas odds are out uh, because these games are just going to be up in the air so you can check out the vegas odds later i'll add the target offense sheet as i normally do over on patreon it shows defense versus position it shows the vegas odds the team totals the spread and then it also shows just the matchup from a pace perspective how fast they're going to play how many possessions per team based on my projections in the model based on what the pace stats have been so far this year in the league and for these specific teams playing but heading into Miami now it's going to be very interesting you have no Butler you have no Bam you have no Dragics arguably the three best producers on this team you have a questionable Jay Crowder you have a questionable Derek Jones Jr you also have no Gabe Vincent who did play 18 minutes in the second half in the last game so that is actually meaningful now so what did you get in the last game you got Tyler Hero playing the final 24 minutes of the game so fire up 
your $5,700 Tyler Hero, who's going to probably just lock himself into like easily 30 plus minutes now, unless he gets ruled out. But he played 38.3 minutes in the last game. He played, I think he only sat out for like four minutes, the final three quarters of the game, again, playing the entire second half. Solomon Hill played the final 24 minutes of the game. Solomon Hill, who really hasn't been dusted off at all in the regular season or this bubble, he played the final 24 minutes of the game once they started to rest their starters. It's important to call out that they rested Jay Crowder, Bam, Jimmy Butler, and Duncan Robinson did not step on the court in the second half. And Goran Dragic was pulled a couple minutes into the third quarter, about halfway through, and he did not step on the floor. So now all those guys pretty much for the most part are ruled out today outside of Duncan Robinson right now. So I'm not securing Duncan Robinson's minutes for the entire game. Jay Crowder's questionable. I don't trust him at all, even if he does play. I'm looking at the entire bench here. Tyler Hero stands out as probably the guy who's going to be the the ball dominant guy, the rookie that they really want to see what they have more in him. And this is a perfect track for him to lead this second unit. Derek Jones Jr. didn't play a lot in the last game. He's questionable today with this knee injury. So uh, that is partially because of the knee injury. That is partially why you saw Solomon Hill get so much run. That is partially why you saw Myers Leonard pick up 18 minutes in the second half in the last game. Chris Silver, the center, picked up 14 minutes in the last game. So it's very important to see who starts here. Like if Chris Silver starts, he's going to be starting at center and playing 20 plus minutes, 25, 30 minutes or around there. He played 14 minutes in the second half last game when Bam sat out. The guy who started the second half over Chris Silver was guys like Solomon Hill, Myers Leonard. So keep an eye on these types of players. Silva did check in for Myers Leonard in the end of the third, beginning of the fourth. So if Myers Leonard is starting, he's okay. He's not like a sure thing to put up fantasy points, but if he's in the low 3K range and getting you 25 minutes, it's going to be something to target. The Miami team looks to be the best value right now in the slate because every single one of their players, except for Hero, although Hero is going to play big minutes at $5,700, it's also important to point out Kendrick Nunn is back today. Yes, Kendrick Nunn has cleared protocol. He is back in the bubble. Kendrick Nunn has not played in like 10 days to two weeks because he had to leave the bubble, but he's back. As of right now, it seems like he's going to play. So that's a little bit of a sneakier play as well. Kendrick Nunn is probable from leaving the bubble at this point. He's a guy who on the season is averaging 30 minutes per game. So if you think Kendrick Nunn plays his normal run, 30 plus minutes, Tyler Hero plays 30 plus minutes. Those are decent mid-range options to target. And then all the guys off the bench become very appealing depending on who starts this game. I think I have interest depending on who starts. If it's Derek Jones Jr., I have a lot of interest in Solomon Hill and or Myers Leonard if they start. I have interest in Kelly Olenek to an extent, although it's important to call out that Kelly Olenek only saw about his normal run of 10 minutes in the second half when all the scrubs were seeing a lot more runs. So he might not be that stable for minutes either. So keep an eye on it. Chris Silva, Myers Leonard, Solomon Hill, all these scrubs are firmly in play depending on who starts today uh, for the Miami Heat. If you get these guys who are questionable and Jones Jr. and Crowder ruled out, they're going to just have to soak up bigger minutes. OKC is without Dort and Chris Paul. We kind of touched on this to an extent, but it makes it really difficult to like OKC in a similar situation to what you're seeing with a lot of these other teams. OKC in a game where they were trailing by a decent amount did pull their starters in the third quarter entering into the fourth quarter. I mean, you saw no run for Steven Adams, SGA, Gallo, and Chris Paul the fourth quarter. They all pretty much sat. Now Chris Paul's ruled out. You have price points that are kind of hard to reach if you don't think you get full run for SGA. If you think you do get full run, which again, there's really not too much reason for them to be going out here and gunning it. Well, then go ahead and play SGA if you think he gets full run. I don't really want anything here. SGA would be the only starter I'd consider if you think you're going to be getting, I don't know, 32 plus minutes out of him. He only played 25 in the last game. Didn't step on the court in the fourth quarter as the game started to get away from the Thunder. And then the guys off the bench just aren't good fantasy point per minute producers. I mean, you have Darius Baisley, who's now priced up. If he was still three or four K, I'd say, okay, right. We've seen him pop off a couple of times. So that's a decent option to look at. We can say the same things for Mike Muscala. We've had some Mike Muscala nights and Baisley nights in this bubble because of guys being ruled out. So keep an eye on the OKC starters. I can definitely see us getting an SGA, a Steven Adams, and these guys ruled out later on. If Steven 
Adams is ruled out and Nerlings Noel starts, well then obviously everybody just go play Nerlings Noel for his 25 minutes of a smash night. Diallo is probably the one bench player that I think is the most appropriately priced. I probably prefer Diallo over Baisley at this point for like a $1,200 savings for a similar fantasy point per minute producer, in my opinion. Maybe Baisley a little bit better playing closer to the rim, but at this point, OKC also looks like a wait and see what their starters look like. There's a very good chance Adams gets ruled out, Noel is in, and it looks like Noel night, and you just go from there with OKC. So we're going to have to wait and see if they take out anybody else. Right now, they just have ruled out Dort and Chris Paul. Nobody else is questionable as of now. For the 76ers, this is another team that's probably a stay away from me right now. There's some spots that we can target, like a Mike Scott, I think is a cheap price point. If indeed you get Alec Burks to play today, he looks okay. Even if Alec Burks is in or out, Raleigh Nito looks at least decent, plays 25 and 27 minutes in the past two games, gets over 30 fantasy points. So that's decent. You have Joel Embiid questionable, who just didn't play the second half last game. So he's not on my radar. I don't expect him to play more than a quarter to a quarter and a half today. You have Glenn Robinson, the third questionable. That actually is impactful. If he's in, you'd expect him to play maybe around 20 to 25 minutes. If he's out, once again, Korkmaz pushes towards 30 minutes. Stiebel pushes towards 30 minutes. Mike Scott pushes to the mid-20s. Those types of things, if you're not going to have an extra 20 to 25 minutes in the rotation. So again, it's wait and see for the Sixers as well. But as of right now, I can tell you that I don't think they're starters. Tobias Harris, uh, Al Horford, especially at the price points, I don't expect them to play any extended run. In the last game, you saw that Tobias Harris, even in a game that was close, pretty much tied. Tobias Harris and Al Horford did not step on the court in the fourth quarter. Al Horford got pulled minutes into the third quarter. Um, so I don't expect these guys to get any run. Right now, Raul Nino and Mike Scott look decent to me. If indeed Alec Burks plays this team, there's a chance that he becomes just a guy who gets his limited minutes. He's right on the borderline of the role and rotational players of, is he going to get 30 plus minutes and just be the guy who leads this offense? Or do they value him enough? And they have been as of late as he's been playing 26 to 28 minutes and closing out some of these games. Do they value him enough to just keep him at that 18 to like 24 range where Al Horford and Tobias Harris were at the last time. That's the risk. So I'm at least somewhat interested in Burks if he plays. If he doesn't play, Raleigh Nito looks fine. If he doesn't play, Mike Scott looks okay at the price points. Then you can take shots on Thibault. I probably wouldn't. And Korkmaz, that's a decent one to take shots on if you wish. Toronto, another hard team to really pick apart today. Toronto is a team that in the last game, they ended up beating the 76ers by four. They pulled all their starters as well. So I don't really have much interest here. All of their starters got pulled in the third quarter of a game where they were actually leading. So again, this is them just sitting their starters. I don't want Lowry. I don't want Van Vliet. I don't want Siakam. Siakam had to play the game of his life in three quarters, 29 minutes, 34 and a half fantasy points. And he still let you down at $7,700. So I don't want any of those guys. All the starters were pretty much pulled in the third quarter. So Norman Powell, Marcus all. So that's really dangerous. So it starts to become a situation where if they start sitting guys, Terrence Davis looks decent. Chris Bouchard goes for 39 fantasy points last game in only 22 minutes. He's just shooting the lights out. But keep in mind, his price point is now $5,400. He went from the 3k to the 4k range to now the mid 5k range. So I think he's at least still in play loosely. But if these guys are going to start again and play three quarters and he only gets another 20 to 22 minutes, he's not always going to pay off a $5,400 tag. He might actually let you down more times than not. But if Serge Ibaka, who is questionable, is ruled out yet again, well, then you can go there and take shots. If Serge Ibaka is active and he's going to play just 15 to 16 minutes today, that just hurts Chris Bouchard too much at this new price point. Rondé Hollis Jefferson is a price point I'd look at if there's no Ibaka. Played 25 minutes in the last game. Maybe the Toronto starters only play like a half today, which would really help them. That's where I would probably go towards and start to look towards guys like RHJ, maybe Bouchard to an extent, and probably Terrence Davis off the bench as the first kind of scrubs to look at. So now let's go right into the early interest here. The early interest as always are brought to you by Monkey Knife Fight. If you use the promo code SALNFL, 
S-A-L-N-F-L. They'll just give you five bucks, five dollars to play within a prop, no strings attached. You don't even have to deposit. So go over there right now, monkeyknifefight.com. Use promo code SALNFL, S-A-L-N-F-L, all one word, all capitals. I think it doesn't matter. You get five free bucks. But if you deposit a minimum of $10, you get the $10. They'll give you a ticket to a future contest. So you can play in another contest, another free bet, pretty much like having a $5 bet. And then they'll give you my Supreme Draft Guide included, a $30 value. It's for the 2020 fantasy football season. So if you play fantasy football, just for $10, you get all that stuff. You get the extra $5, an extra ticket and my Supreme Draft Guide. And you get the $10, of course, to bet and play a little bit over on Monkey Knife Fight. My rankings, my tiers, my top 150s, 150 player profiles, a bunch of other stuff, more exclusive content's going to be going in there. Key stats, databases, all that stuff you can get on the Draft Guide. Supreme Draft Guide, it's linked down below how to take advantage of that offer. Or you can just go to Monkey Knife Fight, promo code SALNFL. Once you play in a game with non-promotional balance, so you're just playing two bucks into an NBA contest tonight, you put a couple dollars in, whatever it is, they'll send me an alert that says, send that play of the Draft Guide right now. So early interest here, again, this is going to change so be sure to get onto patreon be sure to check in later on in the day once we get more injury news for my final and once the projections are up over on patreon for my final interest that will be going to be updated harden if i'm going to expect him to play the entire game or just 30 to 35 minutes his eleven thousand five hundred dollar price tag is expensive but it doesn't matter today we're going to be playing so many value plays that you can play whoever you want that you just want the upside at the 50 points at that 45 points even just to unlock the higher points in your lineup because not a lot of guys are going to have the opportunity to play three quarters today let alone four like harden probably will. And even if he doesn't, I like Harden's chances at 1.9 fantasy points per minute of playing just the first half over anybody from Toronto, over anybody from the 76ers, right? I like Harden's 20 minutes of play over uh, Tobias Harris's 14 minutes of play, right? Whoever it might be today, over Joel Embiid's 18 minutes of play, whatever it's going to be, I like Harden in that situation. When you have money and you're not worried about your overall salary allocation, now you're just looking for the upside in points. So give me Harden there. For Indy, it's all of the scrubs, right? You have to keep an eye on what happens with Malcolm Brogdon. But if Malcolm Brogdon doesn't play, even if he does play today, I mean, maybe he gets full run. I don't really expect that to happen in the last game it doesn't matter but if you have tj mcconnell they, all these east teams have locked up their seeds in the playoffs you have tj mcconnell played 23 minutes in the last game got a lot of fourth quarter run as he was playing pretty good over a fantasy point per minute producer and now there's no oladipo who played 37 minutes in the last game so even if brogdon does come in and play 25 minutes there's still 12 minutes to go around now maybe a lot of those go to aaron holiday who kind of sat the bench in the last game a little bit only playing 25 minutes because of the fact that he was just sucking out there i'm expecting holiday at 5100 to play like 35 minutes or so today 34 minutes be around a fantasy point per minute producer I like Goga if he does indeed start $3,300. There's no Miles Turner. He played 16 and a half minutes, 16.7 to be exact in the last game when Turner played about 28 minutes and now there's no Turner. So I would expect Goga to play into the mid twenties today at the center position in a decent matchup against Miami because there's no Bam and there's just nobody out there. And then Doug McDermott played into the mid twenties in the last game. And now there's just a bunch of other guys out. So no TJ Warren still, obviously no Turner, no Oladipo. So I would expect Doug McDermott, especially if there's no Goga, maybe even play some center today. I would expect McDermott at $3,900 to be appealing. Jeff Green is the only other Houston Rockets player that I would even look at today. I'm not that interested in Jeff Green though. So at 4,900 with Daniel House returning, he's played 30 minutes in back-to-back games, but he hasn't really done anything fantastic. And his price point has now come up to $4,900. So he's just the only other guy from Houston right now that I'm looking at. That's why I have him on here, but I'm even, I'm not really that, that interested in him. He'll probably just make a player pool due to the lack of other guys on his team. From Philadelphia today, it is sort of a wait and see on what happens with Joel Embiid. If he's out and they just say that Al Horford's not going to play or Al Horford's living in, you start to get the Kylo Quinn night yet again. So you have to just keep up on the news. Right now, Mike Scott, Rollo Nato, Nato who's played 
25 plus minutes in back-to-back games. He closed the final 14 minutes of the last game as Philly rested their starters in the second half. And if Burks doesn't play, it's even better for NATO. If Burks does play, I don't think it's out of question that NATO can't see around 25 minutes still. He just might not be as productive. And then it comes down to $5,000 Alec Burks. If he's going to play normal run 28 to 32 minutes, he looks fantastic today as the guy who's going to lead his offense against the faster paced Houston team. But if he's going to be treated as one of the key rotational players, he might only play 20 to 22 minutes. And that's really difficult at that point. I think I take the risk today if he does play and play a little bit of Alec Burks at $5,000. To Miami, Tyler Hero played the last 24 minutes of the last game. He played 38 total minutes and now there's no guys playing for this team. Kendrick Nunn is returning though. So I don't think Hero plays 38 minutes again, although he easily could. But if Hero plays 34 to 35 minutes as like one of the leading ball handler guys, one of the leading shot creators on this team at $5,700, I like that. I think Kendrick Nunn returning at $5,200 is fine. He's over a fantasy point per minute producer, 1.05 to be exact, when there's no Dragic, Butler, or Bam on the court. And then just keep an eye on everything else. Olinick is going to look appealing at 5,500, especially if he starts, but Olinick just played his normal 18 and a half minutes in the last game. They didn't give him extended run in the second half. I guess it's a positive that they didn't just sit him in the second half. They want him to keep getting minutes, but there's a chance Olinick can play 32 minutes or he can just play 20 again and they just let him get some minutes out there. Keep an eye on what happens with Derek Jones Jr. and Jay Crowder. If they're out or one of them is out, you might get another Solomon Hill and Myers Leonard huge game in terms of minutes. You had Solomon Hill playing the final 24 minutes of the last game when all the starters were rested, which is going to happen just this entire game since they're already ruling them out. And then you had Myers Leonard playing 18 second half minutes. Chris Silva at $3,500. If he was to start at center today over Myers Leonard, I don't know where they're going to go with the center position today. But with no bam, Chris Silva is a very good fantasy point per minute producer. All these guys are dirt cheap. $3,800 Solomon Hill. $3,300 Myers Leonard. $3,500 Chris Silva. I have interest in all of them because there's just not going to be bodies today. And if Jay Crowder, who sat in the second half last game, so I don't expect him to play big minutes, even if he plays, I would expect him to actually be ruled out. And or if Derek Jones Jr. is ruled out today, it's these guys are just going to have to play 25 plus minutes, some of them touching 30. So if Silva starts, I like him. If Leonard starts, I, I like him, but I think they're all still in play. Okay, see, I'm not really interested in here yet. I want to see if any other guys get ruled out. Baisley at $5,400 is kind of expensive for all the value on the slate right now, but he's fine to look at. Diallo at 4300 I would prefer right now, but again, I want to just wait and see what happens if they list anybody out. Nerlings Noel, I would like if it's Steven Adams is out, and then obviously it's just plug in Nerlings Noel. For the Clippers, right now, the answer for the Clippers for me is like Jermichael Green. Like, I don't expect these guys to play. I put Paul George down on this list at $8,600 because he played 36 minutes in the last game, but again, they wanted to lock up the two seed. Now they're locked into the two seed for a team that just rests players all the time. So I'm not really too certain in these minutes. I have him on here. I would be very very skeptical of playing Paul George. Just keep an eye out for the news. He has a very high likelihood to just be ruled out. Reggie Jackson at 5,400. I'm not touching the Clippers today unless we get value from their backups in Jermichael Green. You have Landry Shaman and Pat Beverly already out. So I mean, you're just going to have to have Reggie Jackson soak up at least some minutes. So keep an eye on who starts for this team. It could just be Scrub City and we're playing Amir Coffee at some point today, but Clippers, they're just a team that I'm not really targeting all that much as of right now until we get more news. Same thing for Toronto until we get more news. If their starters are just going to play two quarters at their normal price points, it's not going to be that impactful or meaningful to get to them. If there's no Serge Ibaka and he doesn't play at all. Rondé Hollis Jefferson is probably my favorite option at 4K flat. Then Chris Bouchard, yeah, he's a good fantasy point per minute producer, but the price point's coming up. And if Serge Ibaka would be in, well, then his minutes are going to be even harder to come by. So if Bouchard plays 30 minutes, he's fantastic. If he only plays 20, he can be sketchy at this $5,400 tag. He is interesting to me, but he's just not a stone cold lock like I think a lot of people continue to think that he is. So thank you for tuning into the final game of the NBA regular season. Please do hit the like button and the big old subscribe button before you leave. Check out Patreon. That's where my updated and final interest and updated projections throughout 
about lock will be as we're going to get some definite news that changes this. Thank you to the sponsors, SuperJaff. Promo code SAL, S-A-L, gets you 10 free dollars and 50% deposit match up to $1,000. So if you're just putting in 10 bucks, they'll give you an extra 10 and then they'll give you an extra five because of just my users getting that with the promo code SAL, S-A-L. And Monkey Knife Fight, promo code SAL NFL, gets you just five free bucks, a five free dollar bet over on Monkey Knife Fight. And then if you deposit, you'll get an extra ticket and you'll get my Supreme Draft Guide for the 2020 Fantasy Football season. All the offers that I've talked about in here, as well as my Patreon projections and everything down there, you can find it in the description below. Thank you so much. I appreciate all of you. You can reach out to Twitter with any questions that you have at DFS, And I'll see you in the next one, which will be the play-in games are like this weekend, the showdown slates. I'm probably not going to make a video, but next week, Monday, the playoffs start for the NBA. Very excited. We're like three weeks, three and a half weeks away from the NFL season when it comes to just making DFS content. You all rock. Peace out, gang.